This is a Broad Pods production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the reward-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Broad Radio. Talking info we love, info we need, and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday, 9am, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis... We've got you covered. Broad Radio, here for more. Hi, thanks for listening. It's Broad Radio on the go. I'm Cecilia, the producer. In this episode, it's the second part of our live show where Annie Louie and Joe Stanley caught up with Kat Stanley to talk about endometriosis. And uh, she is someone who continues to raise awareness and money to really just bring this disease which affects so many people into the light. It's just been one of those things that's lurked in the darkness and uh, and it's about time everybody started to understand it better. And then we love a female entrepreneur and this one has just won an award. Donna Johnson talks to us about her female impact protection vests, otherwise known as boob armor. Well, that's what we're calling it anyway. But she's a female entrepreneur and, of course, we love those kinds of people at Broad Radio. So we caught up with her as well. Well, I believe that there are some conversations that need to be had often and with as many people as possible. And one of those, I think, is speaking about endometriosis, which is a debilitating condition that um, many people live with and often feel as though they are quite voiceless when it comes to uh, their lived experience. So we're giving voice to endometriosis and those that live with it today. And we're doing that with Kat Stanley, who is the director of a fantastic organisation called EndoHelp Foundation. Hello there, Kat. Tell me, well, can you give us a, a little summary of what EndoHelp Foundation does? Sure. We, um, we're a fairly grassroots organisation in Victoria, but we work pretty hard to advocate for those with endo, educate those with endo and empower those with endo. So we do it through a monthly support group for anyone with endo or any other kind of pelvic pain condition where they can meet experts in the area and ask lots of questions and meet other people with lived experience. We have our Walk the World for Endo, which is on at the moment. 
And in the background, we've been doing quite a bit of meeting politicians and just talking to them about the lived experience of people with endo and what's lacking in the medical system at the moment. Mm. It seems like there's a lot of research coming out at the moment. A lot of people are writing books about it and uh, it's really eye-opening. And yeah, even um, Triple J presenter Bridget Husley <laughs> has a book on this. And uh, it seems like, yeah, we're opening up the conversation and I want to learn more about it. So yeah, I want to hear all about what the great work that you're mm. doing as well, because I haven't come across this Walk the World for Endo before, but how do we get on board? Like, what have you been doing? Sure. It actually took me about 18 months to come up with the idea. But yes, you can just Google Walk the World for Endo and you'll find our website. It's a super flexible walk and that's because people with chronic pain have different abilities and they need flexibility. They might not be able to walk every day. You jump on, register and you get a link to create a page. You decide how much and how often you want to walk across the month and then you can share it across all your social media and share your journey. We have a couple of people that have just come out of major surgery, so their journey is going to be more about why they're only walking you know, from their bedroom maybe to their letterbox each day and what their recovery looks like, where there's people that are like myself that are healthy at the moment and you know, I'm trying to walk 5 to 10 k's a day. So, you know, you talk about um, uh, people with lived experience and you're speaking with politicians and, you know, there are sort of the crossovers around what we were just speaking about with Jen Wong there with depression that... It's a very, more and more people are speaking about endometriosis, but I don't know if that's leading to an understanding of what the lived experiences are. Mm. I mean, endo is as common as asthma or diabetes, but it's only just starting to be discussed in the last couple of years. As you touched on, you know, even five or 10 years ago, most people didn't even know what the word meant. So I think we are starting to get some traction, but change is slow. And to give you an understanding of the kind of stigma that we're dealing with, and I know that there's stigma around mental illness as well, but the word hysterectomy, which is a surgery that many people with endo unfortunately do have, um, comes from the fact that that was how we treated hysterical women, was to remove their uteruses in the early 1900s. And that sort of stigma sticks. So we're still trying to change that, that perception of people that turn up in ED or into hospitals with that kind of pain, that they're not hysterical and their pain is to be believed. The other thing is that the only way to diagnose endo is to have laparoscopic surgery. And so lots of people will have scans that don't show anything and blood tests that don't show anything, and that makes it super tricky as well. So when we talk about pelvic pain, because you you work beyond sort of uh, endometriosis specifically, um, what kinds of treatments are there for people who are experiencing this kind of pain? Yeah, look, there's a long list of treatments and because there's not been a lot of funding, we haven't researched. So at the moment, it's kind of anecdotal. Some people say some things work and some people say that they don't. Pelvic, uh, a pelvic pain physio, so a physio that specialises in pelvic function and pelvic pain is life-changing and most people find that really helps. A psychologist um, can really help and it's worth saying that that's not because your pain is in your head, but as I said earlier, if you don't, have a brain you don't have pain and so psychologists can really help plus help with the support of what it's like to live with a chronic illness and all the impacts it has on your life uh, dietitian acupuncturist sexologist lots of people with pelvic pain have have painful sex and that really impacts their quality of life and their ability to engage in relationships and you can imagine the impact that has um, the list is longer than my arm of what you could have and what we're really advocating for in victoria is some multidisciplinary teams so that you could turn up and a team will assess what you need first and you could go around and each of the professionals will talk to each other because mm -hmm. one of the things that we're finding in our support group is many people say that they almost 
they almost need a second, like a second lot of 40 hours to dedicate to their own health because managing their health becomes a full-time job and having to repeat the story and repeat the symptoms with every single professional that currently are all working in silos is really exhausting. Yeah, this statistics very interesting in the article that you wrote for The Guardian about how it costs the Australian economy $7.4 billion annually. And that is a lot of time spent off work for people. So can you tell us a bit about what that experience for people is like? Like, not, Do they spend a lot of time like not working at all? Um, are they still pushing through it? Yeah, lots of people can't work at all. We have lots of people that work part-time. Unfortunately, with the blowout of wait lists with COVID for surgeries, we have a lot of people that are cashing in their super to pay for their surgeries privately because of how long they're waiting publicly. Um, and so the financial burden on the individual is $30,000 a year and the updated financial burden on the Australian economy is now $9.4 billion a year. And most of that is lost productivity. So in one of our support groups, there was about 15 of us no um and everybody in the group said that they were all masters qualified no one worked full-time and no one owned their own home so that gives you a really big example of the impact it's having on the individual's ability to live to their own potential plus earn the money that they you know should be earning based on their qualifications so if you could um you know click your fingers and find the, as many solutions as you can for this incredibly like it's a society-wide problem right um mm. what mm. what solutions would you like to magic up if you could yeah the first would be that every person that went to a gp with any kind of pelvic pain was believed which is because the diagnosis delay at the moment is 6.4 years um and then the second one would be that interdisciplinary care so that you don't have to manage your own health care and all those people all those professionals are doing that work for you and having those conversations for you also when you've got an interdisciplinary care model which we've got a very small one in geelong and, and one in melbourne the only two in Victoria, those professionals learn from each other. So they're not just working in silos, but starting to learn what a physio does. And, and, and that really builds on their expertise and means they can offer more to the individual. I absolutely, mm. I mean, that that everyone is believed, that's a pretty easy thing to actually magic up. <laughs> that's literally, that's just a change in attitude and education. Those two things, surely. Yeah, it sounds a lot easier than it is, I think. Yeah, yeah. very hard to change. But yeah, that would be my number one. Oh my gosh, my heart breaks. And I really love, and it's obviously um, the driver for um, Endo Health Foundation because so much of what you say is we believe you and you are not alone. That's just... Yeah, and that's based on my own journey of 17 years of being not believed and feeling really alone. And I don't want ever anyone ever to feel like I did and to build that community so that people don't feel like that because it's really isolating when you can't work and you're not fulfilling your potential and there's no medical reason why. Mm. Mm. We believe you and you are not alone. That's that we're with you on this amazing, uh, well, everything that you do, Endo Health Foundation. I just love, I love your community and I love how supportive you are. Um, and this walk is incredible. I enjoy the fact that you can do it at your own pace. I have a friend who insists that we go power walking and she's Ooh. got elbows akimbo. Wow. And I'm like, enough cat day night from you, thanks. <laughs> yes, you have to wear a special outfit when you <laughs> oh, go. It's a lot she, of polyester. She's, she's very, very, and I'm like, I want to go at my own pace. So um, congratulations again, Kat. I really, I love it when we catch up. I think you're doing incredible stuff. Thanks so much and thanks for your support. Thank you. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Well, wow, self-care continues to an area that I wasn't aware we needed self-care because mm. I am not a sports person, mm-hmm. as in I am a runner and a walker. I've never had to protect my body in the way that you would if you were playing sport, yes. contact sport. But it, it turns out that you do need to protect your breasts just as you would any other part of your body. And it's why Donna Johnson founded Xena Sport with her husband. Impact Protection Garments for Women is what she's making. And she joins us now. Hi there, Donna. Hey, Donna. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. This is a revelation to me that our boobs can be injured in the same way any other part of the body. Is this what sparked your incredible creation? Yeah, so it was something that I'd never given any thought to at all before. Um, It was purely just around five years ago when the AFL opened up to all girls at all ages being able to play uh, football that I sat down and had a coffee with my best friend, as you do on a Monday morning, and we just were talking about weekend sport. And she had three daughters who had just started playing football. And I was concerned that they were in their adolescent years at a critical stage of their development, and they were playing so hard, yet they had no form of chest protection uh, at the time. So it was just something that stuck with me. I continued the conversation with Brad that night. He encouraged me to look into it a little bit further. And that's really how the whole process started. It was never intended to be a business, um, let alone come up with a product. I just started researching and there wasn't a lot of information and there also wasn't anything on the market. So uh, that just set us on the journey to do our own research project and essentially arrive um, at developing a product. Yeah, tell us about what it looks like. What does it feel like to wear this garment? I'll just grab one here. So um, it's a vest that's worn over a crop top or a sports bra. uh, And it basically incorporates breast padding and also rib padding, which goes all the way around to the back. And we had such a great response from this and so much interaction with parents that we've recently just released our youth vest as well for girls between the ages of eight to 13, because we found that when we went out and started talking to girls and women at various clubs, there wasn't a lot of information. And for us, it's been a really big educational push to um, really take care of yourselves and and you know anatomically we are different to males and you know injuries to the breast can cause issues um you know for girls and women can you explain that to me what sorts of research have you got around what happens if the breast is injured in like a like a collision on the footy field Yeah, so um, initially we did our own research project because I wanted to be sure that, you know, we were going to go through this whole journey um, for a reason. So we uh, interviewed about 300 
uh, women, girls, coaches, parents, just to see whether this was something that was happening in sport. And um, we got back, uh, the information we got back was that around 60% of people surveyed had had some form of breast trauma. So it can be something like just bruising, scratches. It can also lead to lumps and cysts um, being caused. And we have had a number of women who have also ruptured their implants while while playing sports. So um, we don't really know the long-term effects because, you know, we haven't um, had enough time yet, I suppose, of, of women playing all these different sports to, to get that information. But um, it is important to, to protect yourself. I just love the look of it as well. It it's cool, like isn't it? A, yeah, you're part of a SWAT team. Yeah. <laughs> no one mess with me. I'm going to just buy it and walk down the street. <laughs> and that was important to us because I know what it's like. You know, you want to look good in something if you're going to wear it. Uh, and that's where we've been lucky. So our actual padding is is used, uh, is used created, I should say, with an injected moulding. So the actual vest itself only weighs 160 grams. So mm. it, it weighs nothing, yet it's highly protective. So we actually part with Deakin University to do all our impact testing uh, and just just put it through, um, you know, the rigours to make sure that it was going to do what we intended is, it to is do. Is that like crash test dummies, like impact testing? How did you do it? Yes. What were you doing? So similar, it can go under a, a impact machine, but... Uh, they actually had to do the study during COVID. So they actually had one of their PhD students rig up this big pendulum in her garage and she had the vest on a she had a, the vest on a um a dummy which had all sensors and things like that on it. So she did it crashing in at different speeds. Um yeah, so it changed from our initial research project. Obviously, with COVID, we had to make changes, but um, she still got the results, which was great. You know what I love about this, Donna? Well, I love it for many reasons, but one of the things is it's about access, right? So, you know, yes. we, we are learning more and more about why women and girls choose not to participate in sport. And one of the Correct. things is often it's about what you have to wear, like particularly teenage girls, there is this dive in participation in sport because they don't want to wear the white shorts they don't want to you yeah. know wear the skimpy you know netball skirts but also yeah. I suppose if you're uncomfortable and you feel like you're not protected you're not going to play the sport and That's I love right. that you're opening this up yeah and it's a real confidence thing as well I think like it doesn't have to be impact from another player it can be just you know marking a ball on the chest it can be falling on the ground and I suppose that's where it's been great with our youth vest as well is that you know a lot of parents just um, have been able to see that confidence in their daughters growing and that's what we, we want to keep girls in sport we want them engaged it's great for their you know not only physical health but mental health as well so it was really important to design something that was going to look good um, but at the same time it can't be seen under their jerseys either if they're a little bit self-conscious mm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, and in a way this is kind of the theme of this show today, is that I think women are yeah. frequently told to just suck it up and deal with it, right? Whatever right. it is they're facing. And so something like, oh, you know, oh, my boobs are sore or this is really uncomfortable for me. I suppose previously women have been told, oh, well, that's just what you have to deal with if you want to play sport. Whereas now you're saying, Absolutely. no, you don't need to put up with it. And I think in the past, it just was never spoken about. So, you know, if you hurt your ankle, you'd come in, you'd tell somebody about it. Whereas women were just suffering in silence, I suppose, because it just wasn't a topic that was spoken about. So that's where we're trying to really normalise the conversation, um, you know, put it out there and also just educate the girls because 
Um, it really is about self-care. And I think the best thing for us on this journey is not only has it been used in sport, but it's also been used by a number of women who have had breast cancer who uh, are recovering because it's helped them with their sensitivities and their scarring just in that healing process. But also when they want to return back to sport, having had reconstructive surgery, um, they can do so just with that little bit of peace of mind. And, you know, we've also got some teachers at a special education school that are wearing it as well um, just for those times where you know some children might get that little bit of aggressive they've got that extra layer underneath themselves as well just for protection wow. so it's sort of taken on many different um, variations mm. I mean I just thought about how sore sometimes like depending on your cycle like right before your period your yeah those are just so sensitive so imagining like grabbing a ball or like mm. tackling that it's just like even if you haven't had any surgery you're just going through the the daily monthly motions like that's a very important part of it and so the aflw has got behind this yep so they've licensed the product and um given our background with the afl i knew that it was important that whatever we used was going to have to be approved by them so we engaged with them in the early stages of development just to show them the samples and the concepts and also the padding that we were thinking of using so they were sort of with us along um every step of that way to have it approved mm-hmm. do you see this growing into something you could sell internationally as well yeah so we're just at the moment um scaling into the uk and into the us um it's the first of its kind worldwide so there actually isn't any female specific protective wear so for so long you know we've had to wear male shorts male jerseys etc cetera, etc cetera. so um you know, we get a lot of, um, you know, comments from from various people, you know, wanting all forms of protective wear specific to women. So hopefully we can just continue to grow the range for specific different sports. Um, yeah, and scale it globally. Well, this is a story of a startup as well, which I absolutely love. As a fellow startup founder, Donna, congratulations on this incredible journey because I do know from experience now that it's not an easy life being a startup founder Thank so you. Uh, <laughs> um, definitely not easy so how long have you been working on this well how long has your journey been thus far uh, so it's been about five and a half years so far and two year, uh, two and a half years since we launched so uh it feels like we've been going forever, but you know, when you start talking to people, I think we're still in the infancy of the whole um, whole journey. So, um, mm. but we definitely love what we do. I'm lucky to have Brad. You know, he just works full on in the business. He loves sport, and this is something that he's just incredibly passionate about as well. So, um, yeah, often great I hear about. Uh, products that it's not the first thing they've invented they've had a few failures along the way was did you strike gold straight away with this or have you been quite you know entrepreneurial Um, in the past it's actually it's interesting because I was a stay-at-home mum for it feels like a very long time while Brad played footy Uh, and I think just before this idea and this concept came to life I was in a really flat place because I just felt like I had no skills you know I was unemployable. What was I going to do? And then it was really just out of that coffee that this whole concept came about and and came to life. So um, yeah, it was one of those things that first time round, I suppose. But um, yeah, I didn't put pressure on myself. I didn't ever see it as a business. I just sort of kept chipping away really quietly, and then. 
yeah, once we sort of started to get into the thick of it, started sort of telling a few people. So, but yeah. You know, that, that story just then, that little sentence that you shared with us, Donna, about feeling like you didn't know how to re-enter the workforce, that you had no skills, that you'd lost your sort of sense of self in a lot of ways. I did, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Dulce, that's so common. Uh, yeah, and I just remember like some days being in tears just thinking what am I going to do because I've missed, you know, I was probably out of the workforce for a good 12 years. Um, my youngest went off to high school and then I was just sitting here sort of thinking I don't have anything. Like do I go do a course? What do I do? Um, but I suppose that's the biggest lesson in all of this is that, you know, we've just learnt as we've gone along and then we've also just put people in place to do the things that we didn't have the skills to do and I suppose the biggest one is just to believe in yourself so I think you know I really saw potential in this and and thought you know my confidence started growing as I went along um but yeah definitely I was in a really really flat patch prior to this coming along that whole thing got me a bit emotional Thank you for sharing. (laughs) I think because, well, and and the reason I'm sort of going down this path with you, Donna, is that I think that female founders are frequently women who have said to themselves, I need to change something in my life. And where is there a need where I can change something in someone else's life, which is exactly what you've done. But they get overlooked. We, I say we, get overlooked by venture capital. There's no investment in female founders. And it frustrates me because I think, God bless, yes, there are many amazing ideas that come from male founders. But when you know that only 4%, only 4% of venture capital goes to female founders, right? 4%. So 96% of the funding is going to ideas from men. Now, I would say a lot of them are great, but not all of them can be. And not all of them are from people such as yourself who want to make a difference to other people. Absolutely. And I think that was the great part. Yeah, the great part of that um, program that we were part of last week for the Her Startup was that, you know, the other female founders that I was up against, their, um, their ideas were absolutely amazing. And, you know, if we didn't win, I was just as happy for any of those, you know, women to win because just the things that they came up with were just, you know, we need them. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's great. And I yeah. think it really needs to be supported. Yeah, you do refer to a, a program that you and I were a part of. I was I was lucky enough to be a finalist for the Her Story Startup Program. And um, you're right, I, just every, every day you're meeting women who are um, determined to make a difference and to change the world in their own, in the way that that is right for them, um, which just inspires you, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, it's amazing. Hmm. Oh, Donna, I love what you're doing and I love that you're oh, going into you. into the UK and the US. I just feel like it's just blue sky for you. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, we're right behind you. Look yes. at that flash Thank website you. you've got too. Yeah, I tell you <laughs> what. I, I mean, I, if I had a reason to buy something like this, I would totally go yeah. there. But my, <laughs> my daughter's playing um, footy and so well, I'm going to... go. I'll send her a youth vest. No, well, I will buy it. I would, don't send <laughs> me a freebie. Do not send I'll me a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Donna. You have a great day. No worries. Thanks See for you. having me. See ya. Oh, I'm glad to ask that. 
Oh, how awesome. What amazing women. Mm, very inspiring. I feel yeah. very uplifted. Yeah. Um, we're heading off into our day inspired by three women who are all doing something that's making a difference for those who perhaps need to be heard and, and mm. uh, understood a little bit more. Thanks so much for being oh, with me you. today. I learned a lot about you. Some unexpected things, actually. Well, you like to play it safe. Yes. <laughs> and you're thinking about dyeing your hair back to oh, normal colour. I did, I, did, I did go from blonde to now this, which I... I'm, I'm not loving, but I don't want to say that publicly because I love my hairdresser and I love my colorist. It's yeah. my fault entirely. Uh, yes. Well, one time I dyed my hair purple and then the color left within two days. I hadn't even washed it. And the hairdresser was like, how did that happen? I was like, I don't know. I think the wind picked it up and like blew it away. It just fell out. Yeah, it just fell out. And I'm like, can we just go back to brown? Like, forget about this whole thing. <laughs> well, the other thing is that I have worn jeans today that are way too tight. And I have, I have suffered in silence <laughs> You need to stand up for the people whose pants are too tight. And I told you, you can you can pop a button. Like uh, we're not gonna know. So oh my god, I just... uh, look at the respect on you. Like, can you imagine if I was sitting here with like? Yeah, and then you take my eye out suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you you know when you uh, were younger and you'd invite people over and you have someone in your family who's just like, oh, I'm just gonna oh, undo the, the top button at dinner. You'd be like, no, that's too shameful. Well, um, anyway, I kept my pants you done kept up your for pants you. On. Thank you. That's that's nice to know. This is a respectful workplace. I will not be reporting you. <laughs> I think it would be highly inappropriate. <laughs> I'm, we're too we're too new as a business for you to be. Uh, uh, sure. Well, as we're fading out, let's both unbutton the door. <laughs> You're going to add that to whatever you're, the gossip that you're sharing right. about me. I've been recording this the entire time. Like, <laughs> I've had busy, busy hands. <laughs> Uploading it to my blog right now. Oh, listen, whatever you do, head along and see Annie's show. It is called... It's called Annie Louise Flirting with Death. It's on at Trades Hall as part of Melbourne Fringe from the... 6th to the 14th of October. And if mm. you are not in Melbourne, check out whatever she tours with in future that does not involve giant yeah, sets. Yeah, well, um, actually, Jennifer Wong and I are going to be in Adelaide near the end of the month doing the Oz Asia Comedy Showcase. That's so right. It's yes, it's fun. called the uh, Super... No, the Special Something Show... Special Super Comedy Show Special. <laughs> superstars. <laughs> it's got a lot of words in the title and I struggled. There it is, the special comedy, comedy special. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Check so, it out yeah, in Adelaide. Her yes. Majesty's Theatre. Very yeah. fancy. Annie Louie, thank you so much as always. Thank you, Joe Stanley. And we'll be back with Broad Radio next Tuesday. we we'll see you then. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.